Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the channel. I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and into the new year. Happy, healthy, and safe this final week of 2019. We're going to break down the NBA six-game Thursday, December 26th slate. It is currently 5.58 a.m. East Coast time. I'm excited to do this today. Before we get into it, I do have exclusive content over on my Patreon. You can sign up for Patreon at any time, linked up down below. For the NBA, I have NBA projections every single day out there. We gave them out for free yesterday over on Patreon. You can go back and check, see what they're about if you're interested in checking that out. Gave them out for free on the Patreon yesterday via my Instagram. I do that sometimes, so be sure to follow me over on Instagram. We did it for the the spirit of Christmas, right? The holiday giving, but be sure to follow me over on Instagram. A couple hundred of you followed me yesterday. Get on over there, Salvetri. It is linked up down below in the description. Find it rather easily. I do expect to give out something, maybe the game-by-game notes for the NFL, uh, for the NFL Week 17. That is like a 15 to 20-page document, currently working on it. So follow me over on Instagram to get some just teasers and updates that I only allow my Instagram following to see via Instagram stories on where you can get some private links to my free content on Patreon. If you want to sign up for all my Patreon content, linked up down below. It is the thing that helps me keep the lights on here at the Salvetri YouTube channel. Appreciate each and every one of you patrons. You can also follow me on Twitter at SalVetriDFS. So thank you. Down below in the comments, I'll have a $10 giveaway if you tell me who is your favorite play below $6,000 on this slate. So the 5, 4, and 3K range, who's your favorite play? Leave a Twitter or a PayPal, some way for me to contact you if you are the lucky winner. You must be a follower or subscriber here, so subscribe. And then you must also hit the notification bell on YouTube. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. That's it for my plugs. Follow, my, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Hit up that uh, Patreon down below and also hit up the the contest $10 giveaway favorite play below $6,000. Let's get into the slate game. So we'll start with the injury news like we usually usually do. For Brooklyn, same guards are still out. Kyrie and Karis LeVert will continue to help Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Joe Harris, and Garrett Temple. For Dallas, Luka is finally questionable today. Now, even if he returns, there is a, you have to kind of see, if he returns today, is there going to be a minutes limit? I would imagine so. So at $11,800, if he's not playing his normal 32 to 34 minutes and he's playing 28 to 30, we'll have to keep an eye on that. He's not as to, as interesting to me today because of that uncertainty, if he even suits up. So to keep an eye on it, questionable with that ankle injury. Luke Kennard has already been ruled out for Detroit with his knee injury. This will help Langston Galloway, Tony Snell, Bruce Brown Jr. if he suits up. Uh, and then I can't even, I really can't pronounce Fi's name. Um, I'm not even going to try to. Sevi, Sevi, I, I, I'm not even going to try to at this point. Um, and then for Detroit also, Bruce Brown Jr., questionable with a calf, will help the rest of those guys, Galloway, Svi, uh, and Tony Snell. For Minnesota, a couple injuries here. Carl Anthony Towns is questionable with the knee. He's been missing games. Uh, Dang has been filling in in his place. Gorgi Dang, if he misses again, well, Gorgi Dang at 5,700 seems like he's in a fine spot against Sacramento. Robert Covington's minutes have been up and down. Um, he would see a bump if he gets those minutes. Jordan Bell to an extent. Jordan Wiggins, Jeff Teague, or Jordan Wiggins, Jordan Bell, Andrew Wiggins, and Jeff Teague would also see big bumps. Shabazz Napier, who is 3,300, only 3,300, has been playing big minutes when he does play. And even if he's not playing big minutes, he's getting decent run off the bench. Enough so 3,300 on a six-game slate is viable. He's questionable with an illness. Keep an eye on this. Uh, would affect Josh Koji, Jared Culver, Jeff Teague's minutes. Jake Lehman continues to be out with his toe injury. For Sacramento, Bogdan Bogdanovich continues to be questionable with this ankle injury. Will affect Buddy Heald to an extent. Mainly Justin James getting more run. Maybe some Corey Joseph. Jordan McRae is questionable for Detroit with his finger injury. He might return today. This is big news because they've been running out Gary Payton, Jerome Robinson. I mean, Ishmith starting in place of the injured or really suspended Isaiah Thomas for one more game. Uh, And then Garrison Matthews, all these guys who you probably don't know, Garrison Matthews, Gary Payton, you probably know more so his relatives uh, and Jerome Robinson. 
if McCray returns today at 3,200, that's some big news because I think he goes right into a role of playing 20-plus minutes in this really injury-depleted team, if not 25 to 26 to 28 minutes. And at only 3,200, that might be one of the best value plays on the slate if he is indeed active. And then Marcus Morris for the Knicks today against Brooklyn, 5,400. is questionable with his Achilles injury. We'll get on quickly into the target offense sheet. I'll just identify because we're still waiting on the six-game slate. We only have half the Vegas totals, so I'm just really going to identify a few of the, I mean, the highest ones, really, at this point, and then we'll get right into the early interest. More of a brief video on this Thursday. So, 118.5 implied total for Detroit, 6.5-point favorites against Washington today. You have a really expensive Andre Drummond at 10000 but justifiable. Like, he'll grade out as an okay play for me probably today. At that price point, if Towns is out, it becomes more attractive, right? If Towns is in, well, it, it's more easy or at least easier to kind of want to get to Towns just a better player in terms of his offense mainly runs through him. You could say similar things for Drummond, but it's not mainly through him or Towns. He's in, he's in the paint. He can step back and actually hit threes. He's his leading three-point shooter, right, uh, on his team, both in attempts and both in actual percentages above 40%. It's just nuts what he's doing for that team this year. Assists, blocks, steals, everything. So if Towns was indeed to miss, yeah, I have a lot more interest in the upper range on a six-game slate. We already talked about the Luka concerns with his injury if he even plays in Drummond because just naturally he would be one of the only pay-up options at that point if these other injured players now were to miss or be limited. So yeah, I think Drummond's in play for sure. It's a really good matchup against Washington. We haven't even gotten into the fact that they don't have anybody. No Wagner, no Rui Hachimaria, no Thomas Bryant, although Bryant should be back relatively soon. None of these guys, Jan Mahimni um, and players from the G League are going to be starting against Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin today. Blake Griffin will be back, so that's also another thing that your 1.45 fantasy points per minute production out of Drummond probably drops to about 1.3, 1.35. Nothing crazy, but for $10,000, uh, it is going to impact it. Instead of having those 60-point ceiling games that are more easily accessible, you're looking more so now for 50 to 55 points because of Blake's presence next to Drummond. So, I do think Drummond's in play. $6,800 Blake off the injury. The minutes just haven't been there. He's playing 28 minutes a game or so. Uh, the matchup is going to be fantastic for him against Admiral Schofield or if Troy Brown plays more at the four. Again, no Davis Bertans either or Rui Hachimaria to play those four minutes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really good spot for uh, Blake. It's just a matter of do you get those minutes out of him. Uh, no Luke Kennard. Playing around with the Detroit value just doesn't seem right. I'm hoping something else opens up. I think we have better built-in value on the slate. Detroit, with the really high team total, you have to keep an eye on them. You have to look at them. I think that I go Drummond and Blake, and those are my biggest interests. All the value here for me, $3,700, Fi. I know I'm saying the wrong, name wrong. People in the comments can let me know how to say it correctly. I, I quite frankly don't care. Um, but I'm just not interested in that. Really low fantasy point per minute production out of those types of players. Langston Galloway. If you get Bruce Brown Jr. out today, well, then I guess it opens up a little bit more for the Langston Galloways. I don't want to play very low point per minute production, Tony Snell. So yeah, it's a really good spot. Team total, right? 118.5, currently the highest in the slate. Maybe that holds up as highest in the slate once we get these other three team totals. It's just not one that I'm too enamored by playing because the pricing's pretty right. And other than that, these players are kind of gross for fantasy. The Washington side, if Jordan McRae returns, it's going to be hard to see him not getting back into the lineup. Gary Payton in his first game goes for 34 minutes, 44 fantasy points, and now he's priced up to 5,800. So how can you possibly trust that? Do I think Gary Payton, a point guard, is going to have another 11 rebounds and have a double-double and pick up assists and blocks? No, I don't. Not at a $5,800 clip where he has to score me 30-plus to win me a tournament. At that point, no, I don't trust that. Uh, Ish Smith is priced where he should be at 6K. So those point guard values, they're just not as much there. I'm not going to play Garrison Matthew in his 18 minutes or whatever he gets today. Bradley Beal's at 9,900. I think that's fine because he's going to play 38 minutes at huge usage, um, huge drive rates, huge three-point attempt rates. It's just a problem that he's 9,900, and that's appropriately priced. He's not expensive. This guy's going to drop 50-plus points probably half the time in this matchup. 
it is a somewhat difficult matchup. So Beal's okay to get to. Jordan McRae would be the guy that I really like looking at here. Troy Brown Jr. is immediately priced up after going for 50, getting a lot more four minutes. Um, I have interest in Troy Brown Jr., not a ton at the price point, but I do have interest. I have interest in Beal, not a ton at the price point. But again, if you get no Towns and no Luka today, naturally I'll have more interest because there's just less payup options. But then Jordan McRae, if he is indeed to suit up today at 3,200, I'll roll the dice there for a guy who maybe starts, maybe plays 24 minutes. I think at the minimum, he'll play around 20 minutes. Uh, as long as he's not completely limited, you'll have to keep an eye on that. But I do like that spot. Second highest total right now is Brooklyn versus New York. You finally have Spencer Dimwitty priced up to a very steep price point for a six-game slate, close to 9K for the first time this season, coming off of back-to-back really solid performances. I don't really want to get there. Um, I don't feel the need to. I feel like his ceiling is very much capped compared to the Bradley Beals of the world, who he's not that much more uh, expensive now as Dimity's price rises. I don't think it's terrible, but Brooklyn doesn't stand out too much. Jared Allen, I think at 6,400 is an interesting price point, but the matchup against uh, New York's bigs is just not a great spot for overall rebounding and points in the paint, which Allen and Jordan, both of these guys can't really come out of the paint. Their game does not extend outside of the paint for jump shots and the three-point range. So a 114.75 team implied total. It's very similar to Detroit, where a lot of these guys are priced where they should be. Dimity is finally priced properly. Some interest, but not a ton. Joe Harris, some interest, but really not that much at all. The bigs are probably where I look the most. Um, You have players returning for Brooklyn at the four, which has really been impacting Tarion Prince's overall upside in minutes. Instead of getting your 34, you're only getting 28 to 30. I think Jared Allen stands out the most here. Uh, If you think that this is a DeAndre Jordan gets a 24 to 26 minutes game because of Jared Allen foul trouble, or they just opt to go that way against New York's bigs, well, then DeAndre Jordan would be the better play. But nothing stands out tremendously there. On the Knicks side, a lot stands out. It's a really good matchup against Brooklyn. Uh, RJ Barrett's appropriately priced for really what his average game for his him is, around 30 fantasy points, with the upside for more there if the minutes drop or his shot drops, or the minutes increase or his shot drops a little bit more. Mitchell Robinson is in a prime spot to break the slate if he stays out of foul trouble. You can insert that comment for any Mitch Robinson analysis, but look, if Robinson plays the 26 to 28 minutes they want him to play in this matchup, it is the best matchup for a, a center like Robinson, who is in a prime time, prime spot to just stay on the court, right? Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan stay in the paint. That's what Mitchell Robinson does. These are three traditional centers that will be playing today. As long as he stays out of foul trouble, he will be in there. Now, the concern is these guys stay in the paint, so it may mean more shot attempts against him in post-ups, which means maybe more fouls. But the upside is he won't get played off the court because it's not like Carl Anthony Towns taking him out to the three-point line. and He's just a liability out there. So I do think that this is a really good spot for Mitchell Robinson, and I love it on a six-game slate. If the ownership is low, I'll love it even more. The concern is, yeah, he'll pick up 2,000 probably the first five, six minutes, and now your night's over. But if he does not, if he gets you your 20, honestly, 25 minutes, but if you get 26 to 28, it's a break-the-slate spot for Mitchell Robinson. I have a ton of interest there. Randall's finally priced up as well. But he's still affordable. I think I like Julius Randle as well. What I would argue is, outside of Detroit for Blake Griffin today, the best spot on the slate for a, a power forward to attack against Brooklyn. So give me Randle, give me Mitchell Robinson, give me RJ Barrett. I like all these Knicks. Even Alfred Payton you could throw in there. Playing 30 minutes a game now, huge minutes. He's priced at 5700 in a beneficial matchup against Brooklyn, who is still down these guards in Kyrie Irving and Levert, which makes their outside and their wing play, especially around the three-point line, and drive rates def- defensively uh, very ease a uh, much easier right uh to get to the basket one finishing is a question around jared allen's block rates but also just getting your shots up at the arc so i think that this next team is really appealing it's scary to me though right um but a 107.25 team implied total higher than the season average season average uh it's a nice spot slight pace up spot or decent size pace up spot for the knicks as well so 
We'll just stop there with those two games. A lot of games are still needing. You can see the final game on the slate. Uh, Portland is a 112.25 team implied total. Uh, we'll talk, uh, or Utah does against Portland, five and a half point favorites. Brooklyn is also seven and a half point favorites in this one. You can check back with this target offense sheet. I will have it on Patreon later today for all you patrons. Um, again, you can check that out. And now as I go to the early interest, I will link up the Patreon link right above if you do want to check that out. Um, even if you don't want to get the full month for the whatever the pricing is there, you can check that all out. You can just support over there making donations if you do enjoy this content. So I have interest here. I have 20 of them listed. Towns right now, he should be in yellow, but he's questionable right with the knee injury. If he plays against Sacramento, 10-5, six-game slate, not a lot of pay-up options. Luca maybe doesn't go, maybe isn't fully going at that price point. I think Towns probably becomes my favorite pay-up option just naturally. Drummond, we've had our really long discussion about Drummond, so probably don't have to go too much into depth there, but 35 minutes or so you're going to get out of Drummond today with the highest implied team total currently on the slate and a very nice pace spot, and Washington has zero bodies. Yam Himni is going to play 20 to 24 minutes against Andre Drummond as his toughest matchup today, and Washington might be forced to throw out uh, Troy Brown and Admiral Schofield at the four. It's just a really good spot for both Drummond and Griffin. If there's no Towns, I have a lot more interest in Drummond. Either way, there's going to be slight interest. Damian Lillard at 8,500 is just a joke of a price point. Utah is not the same Utah they used to be. They are still bad on defense. Rudy Gobert has been fine still, but as a whole defense, and partially because of Mike Conley, a good two-way player, hasn't been as great on the offensive side this year, but he is injured. Uh, yeah, they're a much worse defense this year than they were last year. They're a lot worse in terms of their plus-minus with Mike Conley off the court. So you're going to give me 37 minutes out of Damian Lillard's 30-plus percent usage rate, 30-plus percent assist rate at only 8,500. Um, I don't think there is a must-play on this slate by any means, especially at this price point, but $8,500 Damian Lillard is probably on a six-game slate if you're going to price Bradley Beal where he's priced, if you're going to price, honestly, Spencer Dinwiddie above Damian Lillard or right around him. I think Damian Lillard is at least $500 on the price. I like him a lot. Donovan Mitchell on the opposite side of that game. I don't have a ton of interest in Donovan Mitchell at 8100 I have him in yellow because Look, I have average interest in him, probably less than the field, to be honest. He'll play 35 minutes. He has a 30-plus percent usage rate. Um, he has a decent drive rate. No Mike Conley. Look, everybody overblows what Mike Conley means to Donovan Mitchell's production. It does not mean Donovan Mitchell becomes a, uh, a 0.2 more fantasy point-per-minute producer. No, not at all. Donovan Mitchell's assist percentage goes down without Mike Conley on the court. Nothing really comes up. You see slight bumps, really no bumps for usage, no really bumps for point-per-minute production. He's 8,100. He's priced where he should be for this matchup, and he's a great player who can go for his 50-point game tonight and be fine, but if the ownership continues to be highly... Um, Highly owned on Mitchell, especially in a six-game slate, because there's no Mike Conley still, and that's the narrative. I'm just going to be underweight. The fact that Donovan Mitchell, if he has a good game today, it is not because Mike Conley is out. It's because Donovan Mitchell is a good player in a good spot against Portland. Uh, Mike Conley being out will probably artificially bump up the ownership on Mitchell, and I don't agree with that. So if that's the case tonight, I'll probably be underweight. Marcus Aldridge coming off of one of his best games of the season at 7,400. If not his best game, you're still going to get big minutes out of him. Matchup against Dallas is fine for him, especially down low. Porzingis causes some fits, but not a ton. Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber, no issues there. I think Aldridge price point really not budging after what is now a week or two of really good performance, if not his best week or two of the, of the year. Um, we'll see if that continues with DeJounte Murray continuing to play more minutes, if that actually will benefit this offense you know, as a whole and raise everybody up, um, or if it slowly starts to take away from the rebounding rates and things like that for Aldridge, probably affects um, DeMar DeRozan more, but good spot for Aldridge. We saw De'Aaron Fox come alive. Um, slowly has been getting more minutes. He was priced so cheaply on the last slate. He drops 50 plus. Now he has a really beneficial matchup against Minnesota. Um, this, is a, this is a good spot for uh, De'Aaron Fox at 7,000. I do like that. I think he plays somewhere around 30 plus minutes once again. His usage rate on the season is a shocking, probably surprisingly 30 plus percent. 
Julius Randle we talked on. All the Knicks players are on this list that I talked about. Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, and Alfred Payton. If I had to rank it for you on a six-game slate and take your risk conversion into account, I will rank it as Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, and Alfred Payton. I like them all. Me putting Mitchell Robinson first is me assuming he plays 26 to 28 minutes. I understand that that's a probably unlikely scenario by how many fouls this guy picks up so don't take that as he's the best play on the slate and the best play um, on the Knicks for heart for for just certain because there's a really good chance he gets in foul trouble and he ends your night with like 18 fantasy points I am going to project it as if he plays 26 minutes that's going to make him one of the better plays on the slate at 5900 for me DeMar DeRozan at 6500 he Come, came down in price like $300 after having his best game of the year. Uh, it is a fine matchup for him. He is shooting guard small forward eligible at 6500 He's once again a really good play. Troy Brown's price is all the way up to 6200 I don't love that, but if he's going to have to play 35 minutes, he's going to have to play a ton of minutes at the four in a tough matchup, a tough rebounding spot against Detroit, and tough points in the paint spot. I really don't love it at 6200 If he's coming in just unowned, I'll get to it. I imagine he's not after a good game, though. Troy Brown I have on here is yellow. He's probably more of a red, meaning don't really have as much interest. Jonas Valanciunas at 6,100 continues to have his minutes go from being 30 to 24 to 22 to 18 to 30, right? They're all over the place, but it really doesn't matter for Joe Val. He goes out there, he plays uh, 25 minutes, he'll average 1.4, 1.3 fantasy points per minute. On the year, he's averaging around 1.25. Just a really good spot uh, for Joe Val against um, Steven Adams. Should be a fun matchup between the two of them. Guys playing 25 minutes per game. If you told me Joe Val played 26 to 28 minutes today at 6,100, he'd be a very good play. Uh, Gorgie Dang, if you have no Carl Anthony Towns at 5,700 against Sacramento, tougher matchup for sure, but I think it's still fine to get to. Center eligible only, I believe, though. DeJounte Murray has come and played 28 minutes in the last game. He's come down to 5,700 in price. Yeah, uh, this is a slate where I have a lot of interest in Knicks and a lot of interest in Spurs, and the Spurs are playing up in pace this year. It's not the same old Spurs team, but the Knicks, uh, under a new coach, is slowly turning the tides, more stable rotations. So you have to kind of get your, your anchoring bias at the beginning of the season of the Knicks being a terrible David Fisdale team and the Spurs being Greg Popovich slow ISO team, right? It's not that anymore. It's a fast-paced Spurs team that has exciting players like DeJounte Murray on it. Um, and, and then it is also this Knicks team that actually has stable rotations now trying to give Mitchell Robinson 28 minutes a game. So yes, I have a lot of interest in Spurs and Knicks today. Marvin Bagley at 5,300. I just love the price point. Look, if this guy's if he plays 22 minutes, yeah, you're probably not going to get there. But if he gets back to a couple games ago where he was playing 26, maybe they raise him to 28 after a couple days off against Minnesota. Maybe Towns is out. A lot of things have to happen for this to be a perfect spot for him. But at 5,300, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Um, he could play 24 minutes today at 5,300 and easily drop you 30 fantasy points. So Bagley at 5,300, whether he's starting or coming off the bench, I like it. I'm hoping that we get more news on Maybe it's later, so it doesn't get the ownership too high on a six-game slate. But Marvin Bagley will be starting. Minutes limit has been increased to 30 or something like that, right? I like Marvin Bagley today at 5,300. I like taking these risks on smaller slates. Bobby Portis at 4,600. Again, I like a ton of Knicks today against Brooklyn. If you told me Bobby Portis plays 22 to 24 minutes against Brooklyn on a six-game slate, he has to be a value play at 4,600. Not a smash lock value, but maybe later in the day you get news. Taj Gibson is now off the injury report, so that lowers a little bit Bobby Portis' ceiling in maybe one to two minutes. Um, But if you get any other news on these guys, opens up another position, maybe Taj Gibson just ends up being DMP'd sits. Um, Portis at 4,600 is a nice spot. And then the rest of these guys are just built-in values right now. We'll see if anything better opens up. Derek White at 4,100. He'll play 20 minutes. He'll average close to a fantasy point per minute. It's nothing crazy. It's just built in value. Shabazz Napier at 3,300 is questionable with an illness. He's only 3,300. He'll play 18 to 20 minutes with a 20% usage rate. He'll shoot the second most threes on the team behind Towns. He'll have a 20% assist rate, or 20 plus percent assist rate. It's a good spot at 3,300. You're not looking for 40 fantasy points, 30 fantasy points. At 3,300, you probably get 18 to 20 and feel really good. 
Jordan McRae, if he returns 3,200, probably plays 20 plus minutes as long as there's no limitations, maybe 24 to 26 minutes, maybe even joins the starting rotation, might be one of the better values in the slate if we get news that he won't be limited. All right, that is it, gang. I'll put this back on the injury dashboard and I will say once again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining me today. I'm an independent content creator. So if you hit the subscribe button and the notification bell, it helps a ton. And if you do that and you drop down in the comments, who's your favorite play below 6K, I'll reach out to one person who comments. If you're on the audio version, you can do it in the uh, rates and reviews section. I'll reach out to one person over there and give you a $10 PayPal. So you have to be a subscriber with that notification bell turned on. Thank you so much. You can check out my Patreon linked up down below. There's also a little I button for information up top in the video. You can click that and there'll be a link right over to Patreon. You can check it out. Follow me on Instagram for some more content release drops that is exclusive to Patreon people only, exclusive content for free over there. Do that a couple times a week. So follow me on pay- or follow me on Instagram, link below Salvetri, Twitter at DFS. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. Happy holidays once again. Hope you had a great Christmas into the new year. Hope you all stay safe and healthy this final week. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.